Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. We're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find out more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, we hope you enjoyed today's program. The record of the Passover given in Exodus gives us a detailed account of Christ's redeeming death. But another picture in Exodus also touches redemption, and that picture is the altar of burnt offering in the tabernacle. These Old Testament pictures unveil redemption in its thorough and wonderful details. To see redemption and to see the redeeming Christ in the picture of the altar will make a deep and lasting imprint upon any lover of Jesus. And here for fellowship to discuss these points is Dick Taylor. Welcome back to our program, Dick. It's been a while since we've had you. It's been a while, but I'm glad to be back to enjoy this life study of Exodus. Well, we've come today, Dick, to our fifth program, actually, dealing with the altar of burnt offering that was in the outer court of the tabernacle. Uh, It may seem to a lot of people like this is too much time to spend on such an Old Testament item as the altar. But what we've really been spending our time on is the redeeming Christ, How is the altar, Dick, a clear type of redemption and the Redeemer? The amazing thing about the life study is that even in this view of the burnt offering altar, we see not only the action and not only the matter of redemption, but we're brought to the wonderful, precious, enjoyable person of Christ himself. And this is the real blessing of the life studies. I hope all of you who are listening would really enjoy this fact. The life study always brings you to Christ, not only to his action, not only to redemption as a matter, but to himself as the most lovely, precious person in the whole universe. And we need this picture of the altar of burnt offering. Because when you read the verses about this, these verses could even appear somewhat boring. And you just think, what is this box? But these verses show us this box has some contents. There's some reality here. And it's really good. In this program, we see the grating, the rings, and the poles. And we've touched this a little bit before in in earlier broadcasts, but it doesn't hurt to see this again. All of this points us to Christ and the experience of Christ in his redemption and even Christ himself as the redeeming one in a very detailed way. Uh, For example, the grating is not at the top of this apparent box but halfway down. And this grating, because it bore the wood of the offerings and because it bore the sacrifices themselves, had to be very, very strong. Christ did not bear God's judgment on our behalf in a superficial way, but even inwardly, in his internal parts, he bore the weight of God's judgment that we could be people who are justified by God and fully enjoying and happy in God's presence. Just the grating, its location, shows us Christ bearing God's judgment in such a way to allow us to be accepted by God. Also, we see with the grating that 
There's something above and something below. Above, by the burning of the offering, is a sweet savor. And this is altogether for God. Below the grating is the ashes, indicating God has accepted our sacrifice and we're forgiven. And all of these are detailed experiences of Christ. Well, Dick, it's these very inner items that you've identified in your introduction that we're going to focus on today. I think, once again, as a review, let me read these few short verses in Exodus 27 that really touch these items. And as you said, it may have seemed like just a box when you consider the altar. It seemed like just a platform where the offering was made. But really, as has been pointed out, and these verses illustrate, it was hollow. And if you don't touch these inward items, you really miss the reality, the significance of the altar altogether, don't we? We do. These items are the contents of the reality of this apparent box. Okay, here's verses 4, 5, 6, and 7. And you shall make a grating, a network of bronze for it. And on the net you shall make four bronze rings at its four ends. And you shall put it below, under the ledge of the altar, so that the net may reach halfway up the altar. And you shall make poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with bronze. And its poles shall be put into the rings, and the poles shall be on the two sides of the altar when it's carried. Amen. Well, Dick, before we're done today, all of these items are going to have a rich, genuine, spiritual meaning to all of our listeners. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Witness Lee. Concerning this shell of uh, the altar... The record only uses three verses. The first three verses to tell us the dimensions of the shell. Then the record uses more verses, at least uh, from verses 4 through 7, to tell us three things. The greeting, the rings, and the poles. Without the greeting and the rings and the poles, the altar is just an empty box, an empty thing, no contents. In other words, the greeting and the rings and the pools are the contents, are the reality of the altar. These greeting, rings, and pools, these things are the strength, are the power of uh, the altar. Suppose if you take away all my inward parts, you only have an empty shell. You can consider that the greeting must be very strong and very heavy. Otherwise, it cannot bear the weight of so many pieces of wood plus the uh, sacrifices of the offerings. So the greeting must be very strong, made with bronze that can stand the heat and the burning of the wood. Well, what does this signify? The greeting is a type of uh, the uh, redeeming Christ in his redemption. Today, as a sinner, when you come to Christ, the very Christ crucified on the cross, the smell, sweet odor, are sins from him up to God. 
Then some ashes comes out of him to you, to where you stand. The ashes is the evidence, is the confirmation that your sacrifice has been accepted by God and that your sins all have been forgiven. So your conscience could be at peace. Dick, the description in Exodus that we read a while ago regarding the actual construction of the altar is very brief, but there is enough given that we can get a real impression, I think. There was a point that was made. It's one I'd like to come back to. On one hand, we can look at these inner items like the grating and the rings and the poles and realize that there is a picture here of Christ's redemption. But Witness Lee pointed out that what we're really seeing is the redeeming Christ, Now, this may sound like synonyms, but what's the significance? What's the difference between these two terms? Well, there is something called the redemption of Christ. This is the action that Christ as the redeeming one took. On one hand, we can distinguish between the two, the redemption of Christ, Christ the redeeming one. On the other hand, we have to be clear, they are inseparable. And if you follow the life study closely, you'll realize Essentially, we are brought to Christ himself as the redeeming one. In this type of the burnt offering altar, really what we see is Christ, the redeeming one, in his redemption. So we don't want to be just brought to the action, but we want to be brought to him with his action. I like Romans 3.25, which is such a precious verse related to Christ's propitiatory work. In verse 24 of chapter 3 of Romans, it ends with the two words, Christ Jesus. Then 25, whom God set forth as a propitiation place. Here we see that there was a place called the propitiatory cover in the Holy of Holies. But eventually, we see that even the place is not just a place. The place is a person. So with redemption, there's somewhat of a place, there's action, but ultimately everything is just this redeeming Christ himself. This shows us Christ is everything in God's economy. So it's so good to be brought to this dear person. Redemption is not just a matter, but redemption is the most wonderful person in the entire universe. So the life study helps us from being distracted from him merely to some action or to some matter or to some place, rather bringing us to him. And that's why our heart is on fire. Even on this broadcast, our heart is burning because we've been brought to Christ. This is the life study. May we never miss this one. The altar of burnt offering brings us uniquely to the redeeming Christ. Dick, that was really a good definition uh, as we present the life study as compared to just a Bible study. A life study is a life study because it invariably, inevitably brings us to the one who is really life. Amen. You mentioned in the introduction uh, a couple of things that I thought were intriguing, and I'm glad now we get a chance to come back to them. There was something below the grate and something above the grate in the altar in this whole sacrifice, this whole propitiatory action that was taking place. Let's look at what was below and what was above. Here's Witness Lee. The picture shows you more than what the New Testament says. 
if you read through all the 27 books, you pick up every verse concerning Christ's redemption, Christ's cross, you still don't have a clear view of what Christ's death is. Christ's death is all-inclusive. Christ's death is an eternal death. We cannot understand to the uttermost. This is the all-inclusive Christ with his eternal death, signified in a greeting. He bears the burning, and he bears the weight of everything that God exercises upon him as a righteous judgment. The picture shows us this. But the real content and the details, we just cannot understand. I just can present to you a picture with the greeting. It burns the things, it has the sweet odor ascending to God, then it brings forth the issue of the burning. And that is the ashes. The ashes is... A strong evidence, strong confirmation that we got accepted by God and our sins all have been forgiven by Him. Ashes signify peace in typology. Ashes is not for God, but for us. The sit order is for God. I hope that you all could be impressed with Christ at the greeting. And this greeting is just Christ in his redemption. The redeeming Christ is this greeting. Dick, let's examine this picture a little bit. The altar was a box, as we said, open on the top. So by itself, it was hollow, essentially. Then halfway up this box, the grating made of bronze was inserted through the middle of the box. We've seen that this grate represents the very redeeming Christ himself, consumed by the holy fire for our redemption. Let's talk about above and below the grate, Dick. Above, this sweet-smelling fragrance ascended to God, and below, the ashes from the consumed sacrifice fell and were gathered. What do these represent related to redemption and related to us as we're affected by redemption? This means, essentially, Chris, that any offering other than Christ stinks. Only Christ himself is a sweet-smelling fragrance and savor to God. We must, as sinners, accept God's unique offering, which is Christ himself, for our redemption. Anytime we believe in him, In fact, any time we turn our heart back to the Lord and just say, Oh, Lord, I turn to you. I want you. I freshly believe in you. What happens? This wonderful Christ ascends to God for his enjoyment. So above the grating is the sweet fragrance, meaning Christ is food and satisfaction to God himself. We want every day to be a day where God is satisfied because we enjoy his son. Below the grating, you have the ashes. The ashes are for us. The ashes point to the fact 
that God has accepted our sacrifice, which is Christ himself, and that we can now rest and we can be at peace. Every day in our Christian life, there are many things to come in and trouble us, to try to derail us from our faith in Christ, from our enjoyment of Christ. And all of these things come from Satan, God's enemy. But every day, we need to enjoy Christ as the redeeming one. And when we do, when we say, oh, Lord Jesus, you are the redeeming one, and I love you, right away, there's a sweet savor to God. God is satisfied. Even God is fed, and God is made happy. And there's ashes below the grating, indicating we can be at rest, we have peace by the blood of Jesus. So the grating with a sweet savor and fragrance above and the ashes below bring us into details that we really don't see anywhere else in the New Testament so clearly. We need this picture of the grating with a fragrance above and the ashes below. That's marvelous. There's something here so satisfying to God and also so fully capable of meeting our need. Amen. In his perfect redemption. Praise the Lord. Dick, in this last section coming up today, we're going to pick up a point that, well, we've hit a couple of times briefly in these last four or five messages dealing with the altar. And that has to do with the rings and these rods and what their usefulness was. Here's Witness Lee. This greeting issues in four rings. The four rings come out of the greeting. The walls of the altar were cut with holes to just insert the ends of the bar into the hole of the wall. Then they bent this projecting end into a ring. They are all one piece of work with the grating. And this indicates the redeeming Christ issues in the spirit. The all-inclusive spirit is identical to Christ. And Christ is identified with the the all-inclusive spirit. The New Testament firstly presented the greeting. What is the greeting? Don't forget, that is the redeeming Christ. And this redeeming Christ is altogether a person of the Spirit. He was born of the Spirit, he was filled with the Spirit, and he was under the leading of the Spirit all the time. And eventually, this redeeming Christ issued in the all-inclusive now, let's see a little bit about the pools. What are the pools? Well, we all know the pools are two staves. Both the rings and the pools must be very strong because these things are good to bear the entire thing because two pools with four ends. Each end will be on one person. But considering the weight, you could realize four persons are not adequate. Probably they need more 
than eight persons. I don't know how many they needed. Maybe 16. We cannot tell. But this you can see the uh, carrying of the uh, entire altar is by corporate body. The move of the cross is by the church. Actually, the cross of Christ is not traced by individual. If we are very individualistic, we lose the power. It is the body that carries the cross of Christ. Today, as the corporate body, we all share the carrying. We all put our shoulders there under the pool. And we are carrying the redeeming Christ. Wait, they all inclusive spirit. Well, Dick, this is a view that I think we all need to be brought into. The altar with the grate was moved. It was mobile. And it was moved by means of these poles or staves that were inserted through the four rings at the corners of the grate. This means, Dick, that the move of the redeeming Christ is something corporate, something of the body, of the church. We all need this enlarged view of God's move, don't we? We sure do. And you know, this matter of the grating with the rings and the poles brings us to the content of the entire New Testament. What do you have in the New Testament? You have the redeeming Christ, who became the all-inclusive life-giving spirit signified by the rings, and the poles bringing us to the church and God's move in his economy. This wonderful Christ who died on the cross, this wonderful redeeming one, moves through and by the church in the all-inclusive life-giving spirit. So the poles were designed for men to put their shoulder under and to bear. Well, we've seen that the altar signifies this redeeming one, and now he moves on this earth through the church. I like this hymn, Chris. It says this, like a mighty army moves the church of God. And then in the chorus it says, onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Be even good to sing that, wouldn't it? This is marvelous. This indicates that God's move, and his move is uniquely Christ, the redeeming Christ, who was crucified and resurrected to become a life-giving spirit. God's move is altogether in and through the church. So the point here is that we, as the church, have our shoulder under the pole, which is through the rings and in the rings. That means we bear Christ as God's testimony. We bear this redeeming one in the life-giving spirit. The more we're in the spirit, the more we're not defrauded of the spirit, the more we're enjoying the spirit, the more the poles are in the rings, the more we're able to bear this marvelous Christ who is the redeeming one. And this is God's testimony on this earth. What is God's testimony? His testimony is the testimony of the redeeming Christ, who was not only crucified to take care of all the problems, but resurrected to become the life-giving spirit so that we could enjoy him. Even we could be one with him, and we could be even 
those who join him to bear this testimony of the marvelous redeeming Christ. So there's so much here, and I know in part of this program, our brother mentions that on one hand we have this picture, on the other hand, we cannot understand everything. So we have to thank the Lord for this picture of the grating, the rings, and the poles, and it's so good to see God's move by the church bearing Christ, the redeeming one, in the all-inclusive spirit as God's testimony. On the other hand, there's certainly things we cannot understand, but we have to say, thank you, Lord, for this marvelous picture. I was thinking as you were talking, if you look at this altar, it was of some significant size, and it had to be quite heavy, especially with this grating. And here you have the four rings on the corners and these poles inserted through. There's no way one person could move it, is there? No way. It would be impossible. That's right. It was heavy. This altar is too heavy for any individual to bear. So we need one another to bear this marvelous, redeeming, resurrected, living Christ as God's testimony on this earth. Well, we need you, dictator. Glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Whether you're hearing this program via radio, online, or as a podcast, you'll find hundreds of audio studies just like this one by visiting our website, lsmradio.com. We also hope you'll email us with your questions or comments, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Thanks for listening.